0: At University of Virginia Health System, we are for sharing the latest health information from top minds to keep you and your family healthy. With UVA Health System Radio, here's Melanie
1: Cole. What symptoms would lead you to consider a hip replacement? What is the surgery and and recovery process like? My guest is Dr. Thomas Brown. He's board-certified orthopedic surgeon with UVA Orthopedics, and he specializes in hip and knee replacements. Welcome to the show, Dr. Brown. So what are some symptoms that people would feel pain? What are some of the most common symptoms that would lead patients to even consider a hip replacement?
0: Morning, Melanie. I think the, uh, the, the most common symptom is pain, and that's usually experienced in the front of the hip that may radiate down towards the knee. Sometimes uh, hip pain can be confused for back pain, but that's really more on the, the back side where people will experience pain that's radiating from their, from their back. The other symptom that's uh, constant with uh, hip replacement is stiffness. People have difficulty putting their socks and shoes on, having a hard time getting down to their toes that may uh, suggest that their hip joint is now getting a little bit stiff and losing range of motion.
1: So, Dr. Brown, what questions should patients ask their doctor when they're considering a hip replacement?
0: I think the two most important ones are, number one, is the, uh, the frequency in which the orthopedic surgeon performs the procedure. I think that's like any other procedure. The more you do it, the more proficient you become at it. And so I think the literature shows that uh, surgeons that perform more than 50 hip replacements per year are pretty good at it. So I think that's probably the, a good place to start with your with your surgeon. And secondly would be what type of approaches you use. used or different ways of getting into the hip joint, uh, whether from the posterior or from the backside of the hip or from a lateral approach or more recently a direct anterior approach, which uh, facilitates recovery a bit.
1: So tell us a little bit about hip replacement. People are afraid, Dr. Brown, of getting a new hip. And as someone who has done the rehab so many times, I can tell you and tell them that this is one of the you know, least recovery time, right? Tell us a little bit about the surgery and recovery time.
0: Yeah, I think uh, obviously it's a big operation and people are understandably uh, anxious about it, but it's probably one of the most successful operations performed to alleviate pain and restore function.
1: That's what I'm saying.
0: And I think one of the, probably one of the biggest regrets patients have is waiting before they have their surgery after they actually decide to uh, proceed. But again, it's very uh, the recovery is uh, fairly quick. Uh, we try to get people up out of bed on the day of surgery to do some walking, and normally you should, you're able to put full weight on your, on your new hip right away. And the stay in the hospital can be as short as overnight uh, to two to three days, depending on the circumstances and what type of condition people are in before the surgery. But the recovery and the pain relief uh, is really quite striking and quite dramatic early on. People often wake up from the surgery and the deep pain they had from their from their arthritic hip is gone.
1: So how long does the surgery take?
0: Depending on the uh, the size of the patient and the complexity of the arthritis and the reconstruction required, it can be anywhere from one to two hours for a primary hip replacement.
1: And when people are experiencing this before, do you recommend, Dr. Brown, that they do some, you know, prehab before they're going to get their new hip? Do you want them doing anything? You know, people assume that once they've got a new hip, everything else is all perfect. Do you want them doing some things to the muscles that are going to surround that new hip?
0: No, that's a great point. I think the, uh, the the stronger and more fit you are coming into the operation, the easier recovery will be. And I think that's important that patients understand that even with an arthritic hip, you can still try to be active. And if you are experiencing pain prior to surgery, you're not really causing any damage, but it's good to strengthen the muscles beforehand, which actually will improve and speed up your recovery after the surgery.
1: Now, are there some people who are not candidates for this type of surgery?
0: There are. I mean, there are certain certain medical conditions that would prohibit uh, performing hip replacement, and normally we try to exhaust all non-operative treatment options for patients uh, before resorting to hip replacement surgery. And That would include some physical therapy, uh, some medications, and occasionally an an injection into the joint itself may provide some temporary relief for uh, pain. When
1: people experience pain, from osteoarthritis, from rheumatoid arthritis, when they're walking, when they're moving. But what about if they've got that pain that continues while resting? Is that one of those kind of red flags that would send them to see you?
0: Yeah, I think it's usually the, uh, that's one of the factors that will finally uh, make people decide it's time to proceed with surgery when they cannot escape from the pain. I think everyone will start to curtail their activity park the car closer, grocery store, uh, take the elevator instead of the stairs, and so forth, and do fewer things around the house. But once the pain permeates their rest and sleep time, then it's uh, it's hard to escape. And I think that's will be one of the def- deciding factors to uh, consider having their hip replaced.
1: Dr. Brown, what about weight loss? Do you encourage weight loss before this surgery or even afterward? Is, the, is somebody's weight a factor in whether their hip gets degraded or not
0: Absolutely I think I think from the from a surgical standpoint the uh, the lighter a patient comes in the safer the entire experience is from the anesthetic standpoint from the surgical standpoint the risks are lower if you come in at an ideal body weight so that certainly is a uh, is an important thing to consider before uh, embarking on a joint replacement from a uh, standpoint of trying to avoid or postpone surgery, certainly the, the lighter you are, the more stress you place on your hip joint. Just walking down the street, uh, your hip is experiencing four to five times your body weight with every step you take, especially when you're going up or down stairs. So if even, even a modest weight loss of so five or ten pounds will have a big impact on the amount of force that the arthritic hip joint experiences. And that sometimes can make a difference in allowing people to put up with it for a longer period of time.
1: How long do the hip replacements do? Are they a lifetime thing? They last, and when can people sort of resume that, you know, normal activity? Walking? What should they be doing?
0: Well, the durability of the replacements is getting better all the time. I think uh, historically it was 10 to 15 years, but we have uh, really very, uh, very good techniques of uh, fixing the prosthesis to the bone, which involves. Uh, biologic fixation where the bone actually grows into the metal and becomes a part of you and that's a very durable and also the bearing surfaces and that's what, what rubs upon uh, what surface rubbed together and we normally use uh, either uh, a metal or a ceramic ball with a hard plastic or polyethylene liner and there's every indication that these may last for two or three decades as far as the uh, when you can resume activity I think it depends on on the type of approach is used for the surgery, uh, it, for certain techniques, it requires a, a short period of time where you are avoiding certain motions to allow the uh, the surgical uh, approach to to uh, heal itself back up. Other approaches require a little bit sooner uh, uh, return to activity with uh, fewer restrictions, but within three months time, people are back to doing uh, most activities.
1: And Dr. Brown. Tell the listeners why they should come to UVA for a hip replacement.
0: Well, as I mentioned before, I think uh, experience and uh, and numbers are important, and uh, I have uh, two other highly qualified uh, fellowship-trained joint replacement surgeons that work with me. We perform over 1,200 joint replacements annually here at the university. Uh, We're one of the few uh, centers in this area that is uh, certified by the uh, JCO Certification Agency for Joint Replacement. And we also tackle many of the uh, problems that occur uh, referred in from around the state for uh, for revision surgery. So we're very comfortable dealing with almost any, any issue that arises, and uh, we have a great staff. And uh, I feel that we can give patients a very good opportunity to uh, resume normal activity and uh, alleviate their pain.
1: Dr. Brown, in just the last minute or so that we have left, give patients your best advice for those considering a hip replacement, and maybe even what their families can do to get them ready for this.
0: I think the first, probably the first, the best piece of advice I can give is to, is to, is to learn more about the procedure, uh, do some, uh, do some reading. Now, the internet is a, is a, dangerous place to get information in terms of whether or not it's going to be uh, accurate or not, but I think there are good uh, good agencies such as the American Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons and also the American Association of Hip and Knee Surgeons, the Arthritis Organization, All these all these entities have very good information for patients to learn more about joint replacement and then discuss it with their family and most importantly discuss it with their primary care physician and their orthopedic surgeon as to whether or not they feel that they are an appropriate candidate for surgery, and if not, what things they can do in preparation for surgery to make the, make the whole experience as safe as possible.
1: Thank you so much, Dr. Thomas Brown. You're listening to UVA Health Systems Radio. For more information, you can go to uvahealth.com. That's uvahealth.com. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks for listening.